Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that connects you to cyclists all over the world and makes indoor training fun. There are structured workouts, training plans that are really easy to follow, online group rides, and why not try a few races? You can also organize a meetup with a bunch of friends. You might just have to make your own coffee at the end. With Zwift, you can even listen to this podcast while you ride around the Champs-Élysées. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Ride on. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central, or you can log a ride with our friends at Zwift. And you can also, as I said, every time the start of this podcast, flash this little QR code just here. We all know uh, what a QR code is now. You flash this and then you subscribe directly to our podcast. Joining me today... It's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Um, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. The, we are breathing down the neck of the rest day. I'm looking forward to the rest day, I must yeah, say. I must say as well. Like we, yeah. we need to just reset the brain. I'm sitting by the pool in the Lilo. <laughs> I can already... Mojito's at 11 o'clock. And you think, think we're in Queensland or something? No, yeah. You're no, going to I Queensland wait. for the day? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I know. It's getting cold, isn't it? Here, Although I've got, I got rid of the... Uh, the um, cashmere woolen jumper, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, from yesterday. So it's but good to be. I'm saying that we need to uh, reset the brain just because we had again an incredible stage yesterday, <gasps> and that finish we knew on paper that would be a, a somewhat of an interesting stage. Yeah. But uh, talk to us from from your seat, from your commentating views. Uh, what did we just saw yesterday? What did we just witnessed? Well. Yeah, firstly, I'll say I felt very lucky because, as you guys know, I've uh, I had four days off uh, working on another project. So to come back in to to that first live stage yep. back, it was half an hour I think ahead of schedule, maybe possibly even more. Um, and it was full gas from the start all the way to the finish. It literally that settled down a little bit at one point when the break got established, but it was a great stage. Not high, high mountains, but it was through the Abruzzo region. It is, I know we talk about every region in Italy is beautiful. Yeah. The Abruzzo region is quite special. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of the greenest regions. It's the greenest region in Europe. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Half of I its territory is national parks, state parks, protected areas. Interesting. Yeah, it's actually, I didn't know that. So either. you've been reading the notes yesterday. I, I'm <laughs> doing my homework, doing my homework. But I have raced through there as well, and I do remember it. It is stunning. So we had all of that. But we had some, we had a nasty crash. Yeah, we talk uh, about we this. Can, we can talk about it too because he seems okay. Yeah, which is, absolutely. Which is, which is good news. But it just had everything, didn't it? And, and a we great got, finale. Absolutely, and we got a good, a good winner. I think a good stage winner, a good new leader. It's again Bernal. So I think let's listen to again Bernal. Yeah, and then we'll we'll debate about the stage even more straight after this. You must be a woman felice, a happy man. <laughs> uh, yes, for sure. I mean, I. I even can't believe what is happening. I just, I just win my my first stage in a in a Grand Tour, and uh, you know, I, I think I I did a lot of sacrifices to to be in this position after the Tour last year. So uh, I'm really happy. He's very happy. Uh, we are happy for him uh, as well. Actually, this brings us to uh, the question uh, we've got for you today. Uh, answer in the box below. Can Bernal 
win the Giro or is it too soon? This is yeah. what we're going to debate. Will he win? Will yes he or win? no? Just simple. Just yes or no? Will Bernal win? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't phrase it right. Yeah. There. No, no, no. Uh, did well. Will he That's win the in, Giro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that brings me to, to a question. Uh, Bernal is in pink. Bernal won the stage yesterday. I don't know. Is this, am I living in a different world, but in the old era of Sky and probably early stages of Ineos, no one would have, no one at Ineos would have wanted to have that pink jersey, that leader jersey before the first race day. Because we know the race day as the leader's jersey, it's not really a race day. There's a lot of press. There's mm -hmm. a lot of things to do. Why has Bernal just jumped at it and grabbed that pink jersey now and not sometime next week? Good question. I think there's two answers to it. One is, and I think this is the, the right answer, is that take take the seconds while you can. Okay. If you feel good, go for it. Take the seconds. If it means getting the jersey, fine. But it also means you're taking time on your main rivals. And we're an experienced team, so we can deal with that pressure and we can deal with a team sitting on the front protecting a lead because we've done it better than anyone for the last decade. Two, the second part is, good question. We'll find out. I know. Time will tell. Time will tell. Time will will tell. it be a la, uh, I was about to say, say Sean Yates. Sean Yates was my old director and former <laughs> legend himself. A la Simon Yates. Yeah. Will it be a la Simon Yates three years ago when he capitulated on the last four days? However, let's remember, let's, and you all know this, Egan Bernal's also won the Tour de France. Mm -hmm. So he's no slouch. Not that Simon Yates is a slouch either. He's won the <laughs> Vuelta. But I think, look, what I saw personally last night was I saw a side of Egan Bernal in that last 500 metres that I don't think I've seen ever. Okay. Like, it was explosive. It was powerful. It was, wow. It, it was sort of Alaphilippe-esque, mm -hmm. that, that, you know, power surging sort of stuff. But w when you look at why he's done it now, uh, do you think that's uh, he's trying to nail it down to Remco's throat that I'm here and I'm strong? Or is it a bit of a reflection saying I need to defend myself against someone that looks really good like Remco, so therefore I need to attack in order to be in a better position to to to, to respond to the attacks? Well, he was trailing him, wasn't he? Yeah. By the, at the start of the day, by three seconds, or mm -hmm. wasn't much, but it's that psychological thing. Look, there was a bit more to that interview that we couldn't actually grab. Yeah. And he went on to say a couple of things. One of them was that he he actually didn't have a lot of confidence. He he, he was feeling pretty good, mm -hmm. but it was the team who really backed him in and said, mate, you can do this. And he sort of talked about that in the interview. And then there was a little bit in, in Spanish at the end of the interview. And Jean-Francois Quinet, who speaks uh, very good Spanish, very good Italian, said something to him in Spanish along the lines of um, Esteban Chavez, yep. Quintana, um, uh, Rigoberta Urán, you know, the Colombians prior to him who've had success at the Giro. He broke down. Literally, he completely yeah. broke down. Bernal started crying. Yeah. And it was, I mean, his passion and his emotion was real. I, It's been a long journey back. It's mm -hmm. been a long road back for him from his Tour de France success. Remember, he withdrew last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. So I think even when you're one of the best in the world, a little, a little person he, in your head gets even, into your head, he, and you start to get the doubts. Even mentally, when you when you think, if you sit back and you're Egan Bernal, you just go, "He was the one of the youngest of winning the Tour de France yeah. since whenever." Uh, but all this, he was 
the ignition of a new generation. Mm. Realistically, there's a lot of riders that sort of came on the train with Bernal or overtook him. Yes. You know, the Pogacar he and so on. He pulled out last year and a younger guy wins the race. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, so how does that make you feel? In terms of you're special for a little while, but then yeah. at, at some point you're not so special. Yeah. And uh, we all started, hey, I think any expert is guilty of thinking, will Egan Bernal win another tour? Yeah. And look, you still wonder that when you've got Tadej Pogacar, but we saw a little glimpse and it just reminded us all, do not write Egan Bernal off as, as a potential Tour de France winner and exactly. he's in the box seat from last night's performance to me he's in the box so seat of the Giro. imagine put yourself down, down this the fact that we may have Pogacar Bernal Remco Evenepo battling it for a GC at the Tour de France oh. very very soon yeah next uh, year it's next year happen. And, and imagine he's lobby any... for it. <laughs> and, and, and... Where's, where's, come on, you're mates with Christian. You bought him <laughs> yeah, a sandwich here once. It's true. He came out to Melbourne. <laughs> let, let me text him. Let me text him. <laughs> Mate, you could have taken him out to a five-star restaurant. Yeah, okay. Just let's got not talk really about it. <laughs> uh, question here. Uh, uh, it's actually an affirmation, but I'll bring it to a question. Uh, Anne, who says, would love to see more gravel section on Grand Tours. Oh, Definitely you, agree. Is this possible to see more gravel section? Actually, if you stand here and wait a little bit, there is a lot more gravel coming up after the rest day. There's more gravel coming yes, into the Yes, there is. Euro. Yes, yes, there yes. Stage, what are we tonight? Stage 11. 10, stage 11. Yes, 11. there is. And it's it's down in the Strata Bianca area, but it's none of the roads, I believe, they used. And we that's all but, we'll say. We're, we're going to get some more information on that, yeah. which we'll, we'll you know, we're going to keep you coming back to our show. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, but, uh, we'll uh, feed you that As later. an ex-rider, uh, would you want to see more gravel on 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 the I mean, it's great on TV, but what about the riders? Yeah, look, I think the riders, when they know, uh, when they know it's coming, when they know it's part of the course, and look, before we would see, we kept seeing live shots yeah. when they were 50 kilometers to go at the finish line, and, and we were getting vision of, of the gravel. So we we're getting a look at it. They had the steamroller okay. out there compressing it. So, yes, put more in, but what you don't, you don't want it to completely decide the outcome in terms of mechanicals, yeah, punches. Okay. You can handle it a one-off and they know it's coming. They, they change their, they have different tyres on for that stage or whatever. But yeah, I, I think, look, in a grand tour, I think if you put two or three gravel sections yeah. in, in, in a Tour de France or the Giro, look, the Tour de France, to be fair, has had sections of Paris-Roubaix in, which is worse than gravel. Yeah. I can tell you that <laughs> firsthand, having raced over both. Um, and then we saw at the tour last year, Richie Port yeah. punched across that gravel section mm -hmm. and it almost cost him his podium spot. He knew it was coming and he didn't complain about it at all afterwards and, and he got the podium. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. No, it turned out. Let us know what you think. There's a box below for the comments. Let us know uh, what you think. If you want uh, more gravel, if you would like to have more gravel it's in the, scene, the though, Grand Tour. Huh? The, whole, the whole industry. I know. To just go on about it for a second. 10, 15 years ago, you barely see a gravel or a cyclocross bike sold in a yeah. bike shop in Australia. Now they're in the front windows as the main display. Yeah. These gravel bikes. It's, and they're no, becoming e-bikes they, e as well. That's a different story. They go, really? E, yeah, so I don't, e I'm not into that sort of scene, mate. <laughs> Come on. You may leave the room. Uh, anyway, somebody else that was very present in that finish, even though he lost a, 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 a bit of time, it's, of course, Remco Evenepoel. Uh, yeah. I think I think he's uh, outrightly, the, if not the star, one of the star of, uh, of this Giro, uh, no doubt. Uh, let's listen to him. Straight after the uh, the massage, I guess. Straight mm. after the, the the finish of that stage, and then we come back and then chat about Remco Evenepoel. Yeah, the start was quite hard with the 
two climbs, so the race has been hard again for a long time. Um, but then in the end, the uh, last climbs did not really feel like uh, real mountains, only the last one and a half off-road section felt quite hard. But um, actually I was a bit hoping for a harder race in the final, but um, in the end, uh, Everything went well. We kept the position in the GC, which is important also for Monday, um, for Wednesday, sorry. And um, yeah, I think the team did well. We did the maximum. Um, a lot of guys has been have been suffering today uh, as well. I think uh, coming to the the last k and a half, I uh, was a bit in a bad position. But this happened in in the tunnel when uh, a guy of Ineos almost touched the wheel of uh, Bernal in front of me, and then we lost some positions together. So, uh, but it's also racing and it happens. But um, just because of that, I had a bit of a bad position to start the off-road section. Uh, but then in the end, I tried to move up as much as possible and uh, I quite gained some places. Unfortunately, ju just out of the, the bony seconds uh, to not lose too much time. But in the end, I only lost 10 seconds plus the 10 seconds bonification, which make 15 seconds in GC, which is almost nothing uh, if we know that the big, big mountains are still coming. So the team can be proud of the work today. And uh, in the end, tomorrow is going to be a sprinter stage again and then rest day. So uh, I think everybody's happy for now. So that's Remco. Even a few things uh, I want to just uh, come back to from this interview. One, he made, <laughs> he made his bed. He made his bed. Remco is as had education. Yes. <laughs> Michael Storr, take notes. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, joke aside, uh, the mountains were not hard enough. It wasn't hard enough for him, at least to start with. Yeah. Would you agree? You were, yeah, they weren't. For look, someone it, like him? It, it, well, it wasn't a super mountainous stage. So, but did he believe it was? No, no. I think he knew no? on paper. Okay. But it was a fast stage. So, I mean, he talks with this. He talks with maturity beyond yeah. his years, doesn't mm -hmm. he? Like he's, what is he, 22, 21? It's nuts. Yeah, 21, 21, 21. It's nuts. Yeah. It's like he's the Messiah <laughs> rising or something. It's He's that good. And and you see there, he talks with confidence, but it's yeah. not a it's not a a cockiness or an overconfident sort of person saying, "Hey, this guy's got tickets on himself." He just speaks with, "This is what I can do." Mm -hmm. I thought it was a bit easier. I wouldn't have minded it being a bit harder. You know, there's so much. He knows where he's at in yeah. terms of his performance. Cheeky smile when he mentions the rest day. Mm. Do you think that's a dead giveaway on uh, on how he feels? He wants that rest day to arrive, or is it just a cheeky smile? Yeah, well? just a cheeky smile. Okay, he's just he's at, at at the end of the day, he's still a young kid, isn't he? And he, he's he's just um, hamming it up for the cameras and yeah. knows that every <laughs> everyone likes a rest day, even if you're even if you're leading the race. Yeah. You enjoy a rest day, and and uh, of course he mentions the, the the touch of wheel in the tunnel. So mm. you you commentating that, uh, that we final stage. Didn't see that. So yeah, what the camera what disappeared. Happened? So yeah. that was funny because the aerial shot, um, you know, they're on this sort of plateau, and then they go through a tunnel, which you see a lot in Europe, especially in some of these high mountains. And um, so the, the the aerial shot just waited on the other side of the tunnel. It was actually, and as Matty Keenan pointed out in the live broadcast, he goes. You suddenly feel like you're a spectator on the side of the road yeah. waiting for the, the leaders to come around the corner. And we were. We were just sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. It took about 20 seconds. So we missed that altercation. Uh, pretty stock standard, I yeah. think. But he, it, so he, he did, 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 he lose, did he lose a bit of ground and then that was it? He, he, well, he lost a few positions and the pace was on. Like they were going full gas through the tunnel and then they came out the other side and they were sort of really hugged up the left side of the road. So there must've been a little bit of wind mm -hmm. and he was probably caught back in about 10th wheel. And then 
Ineos absolutely lit it up with uh, Johnny Moscon, and then Bernal just flew in that last 500. Watch the replay yeah. on Cycling Central. I was going to say, uh, actually, do yourself a favor. Straight after this show, there's the highlight uh, show on SBS. Uh, set aside a bit of time and watch the, the finale of, mm. that, of that stage because it's, yeah, it's, it was good. Like you mentioned, you've never seen Bernal like this before. No, uh, it was... Uh, and yeah. that, that's interesting to see. It's an interesting turning for the books. Yeah. For the rest, knowing what's happening on stage um, 11. Uh, quick question actually here uh, from Rebecca. We'll come back to the gravel and uh, the, the cobblestone. Do you think the riders would prefer gravel or cobblestone in a Grand Tour if they had to choose? I'd say gravel. Gravel? Yeah, because I'd say there's more chance of crashing on on the on the parvay, especially if it's if they you know generally they've used some of the Paris Roubaix parvay. There's parvay and then there's Paris Roubaix parvay. Yeah, I've raced on. I haven't raced Paris Roubaix, but I've raced across segments of it in other races, and I've done Grand Fondos there. It's brutal. It I drove. Really brutal. I drove. I drove through Aremberg, and it was brutal. And I got scared. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I got worried, and I drove. It is. Yeah. So I would say <laughs> on the rain, but, nine times out of ten. But again, if you're a Paris-Roubaix specialist riding the Tour de France, you easy. want Paris-Roubaix. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy what you choose because you know you can cause maximum damage, mm -hmm. and you know you're up for a potential stage win. I tell you what, who was there for Remco is Remy Cavagna. Really, Cavagna is the super yeah, he's domestic. He's rock solid, isn't he? Yeah, he's trying to be funny. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Well, he's French. <laughs> well, he, we know he can try, but yeah. you know, there's a question of being funny and trying. <laughs> but let's listen to Remy Cavagna straight after the stage. How was your stage? Uh, the stage was uh, funny. No, it's a joke. Uh, it was a really hard stage. I mean, uh, full gas uh, since the start, and uh, we had to stay around uh, Remco and uh, for he do his best. So we try, but it was really hard to start. So it was a uh, Really hard day, and uh, the final was a bit, uh, a bit special. But uh, we like that. Uh, but uh, with a mountain bike, would be uh, would be much better. Perfect. We'll let you get out the cold. Thank you. Yeah, with a mountain He's bike, hilarious. a little bit better. <laughs> Not really, but no, yeah. no. You're, you're now being tongue in cheek, folks, because he speaks. Firstly. He's speaking in his second language <laughs> yeah. as well. He speaks very good English. And but he's speaking his mind. A mountain yeah. bike would have been better. Yeah. That's pretty much he's true. in pretty good spirits after a pretty solid day. He's, Cavagna is, look, he could, I won't say he could be the difference. He could be, but he'll play a really integral role on, on, not just in the mountains, but on the flat stages everywhere for, for Remco. This is why I wanted to bring actually Cavagna into the discussion mm. because we know uh, Bernard lost Sivakov. Yeah. But Remco didn't lose Cavagna. How much of a difference do you think this can be? Or is Bernal so good, so strong, and Ineos, Orinola are still very good with Moscone and so on? Yeah. That this, the, roster, the depth of the roster from Ineos is still there, even though they lost Sivakov. Yeah, yeah, the depth is still there. And look, the diff Sivakov's slightly different because he was a he was a sort of plan B slash super domestic mm -hmm. in the mountains. Whereas Cavagna is a bit more versatile, mm -hmm. I think. On, on the flat roads, the crosswinds, yep. I think he can be a bit more versatile. But they've got um, Philippe Agana. Yeah. Like, True. he's actually climbing reasonably well. <laughs> he's the boss on the crosswinds. He's the boss of the peloton. He's that strong. So, no, Ineos, Ineos have got enough horsepower, okay. definitely. And before we move on to uh, some other cycling news, of course, we have to talk about the crutch from uh, Mohoric. Yes. Uh, so I've decided uh, personally to not show the photo because it's everywhere on social media and this is not 
our place to just show the yeah, crush. You can find uh, it yourself. You, you find it for yourself it, yeah. as long as you know. We know it's interesting to watch a crush, but I've also decided because we not we don't really know hundred percent more how Morich is. We know he's okay. Yeah, he was uh, fully we, conscious throughout the crash. Yeah, but we don't know the extent. Yeah, if there's yeah, anything yeah. else a bit a bit uh, further yeah. or not. Oh, they say they say it's most definitely he was concussed. Yeah. And I think I, so. Talk I, to talk to us about this crash because yeah. you you commented it through. Yeah, it happened live on TV. Uh, it's an incredible vision if you watch it. Yeah, but it I'm is. not going to show it here. No, it, it is. And so we the camera was sort of just he was at the edge of the camera shot, if that makes sense. So the camera was on the front rider, but obviously you can see the second, third, fourth rider, and he was I think he was the third rider or second rider in line. They were going. The race was on. The brake was just away, but they were chasing the brake, and they were. They were really flying through the first couple of corners. And I was thinking to myself, we're going to see a crash here. Yeah. So it, it takes – because they're right on the edge. He's. It looks like he hit a little bit of a bump. His rear wheel flung out. And then what I believe has happened, and I could be wrong, but it seems to me he's accidentally pulled his front brake on, disc brake, and it has completely stopped him and what I call – uh, the, the explanation it's endowed him yeah. completely over the bars, like catapulted him immediately over, but he's done a full flip and he's only just not landed directly on his yeah. head. He's hit his head, but he hasn't landed upside down on his head, not by much. And in the process, his forks have snapped in half. And I'm not sure if they snapped there or if they snapped when he actually hit the deck, but he's, he's crashed it. I don't know, 70 kilometers an hour, 60, yeah. 70. It's, it's, it, honestly, it's heart stopping as a, someone yeah. mentioned here. Yeah. It's heart stopping. Uh, no, he was very vision. lucky. Uh, but it brings us to he was taken care of with an ambulance, and mm. this was really well done. Uh, yeah, we remember really well last year, is it last year or two years ago, last year, uh, when it happened to Bardet? Yes. He had a big crush. Yeah, last And year, he was sort of pushed back onto his bike and then pushed past into the race. Mm. Do you think that we reached a, an area now or, or an area in time where we will look after the riders when there's yeah, a crush? Yeah, totally. Where we before have. they used to go, come on, mate. Well, now there's a protocol in place. Yeah, there is a protocol in place. So, but the interesting thing with Mohoric, from what the vision we saw, because it kept going back a couple of times, he went to get back on the bike and go, and then he took himself off. Yeah, he actually took himself off the bike and just then he actually sat down, and that's when we thought. I thought, wow, they want to get someone to him quickly, just to quickly assess him. And yes, he's got concussion, but just to make sure there's nothing worse yeah. than that. So, look, we haven't heard any more overnight. He seems to be okay. He was fully conscious, and remember, they always. When you've knocked your head or stuff like that, they'll always put the neck brace on as a precaution. It's better to be safe than sorry. Yep. So, fingers crossed, he'll he'll make a full recovery. And the, the, the little uh, quirky thing is that uh, his position on this end, the Mohorich, was just banned uh, by the UCI. You know, the talk, yeah, he's the, the one talk. who created it. He's the one who created he's it. He's the creator. He was not doing it now, yeah, 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 but he yeah. crashed as well on this one. So, yes, uh, yeah. he's making a name for himself, but not for the well, right reason. Well, we love him at SBS. <laughs> Absolutely. We have this, we have, you know, you know, on, on, on our WhatsApp group chat and we just love him. But we, lo we do love the guy yeah. and, and uh, because he's always active, he's this strong bull of a rider. And so, yeah, it was, it was sad to see him crash out yesterday. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, any other news in the world of cycling? There's in, loads. In, How long we got? Well, let's start with, uh, <laughs> let's go to Hungary. Or Hungary, Tour de Hungary, yeah. uh, if I say it well, Tour of Hungary. And then we have an Australian winner. 
I know. Damien Housen, he did it. He mm. was he, he won the coin stage the day before. He was holding about a an 11-second advantage over, I think it was Ben Hermans, the Belgian. He nailed it. Uh, and I think he, he actually won by a few more seconds. He just had to do everything right, and he did it. So Absolutely. Well Let's listen to uh, Damien Housen. Congratulations, Damien. You said yesterday after, after your stage win, today there's going to be a lot of nerves in the bunch. How was it from the inside? Yeah. Um, bike racing is never over till it's over, so... Um, particularly until 3k to go um, I definitely had to to be very attentive and yeah have a little bit of luck my go, go my way um, no misfortune and uh, yeah in the end of the day I was uh, got around the course safely uh, the team rode well and uh, yeah happy to come away with the victory at the end of the week Surely he can be happy. You can rewatch all of the highlights of the Tour de Hongrie uh, available on SBS On Demand and on the Cycling Central website. Uh, this is a great tour. And then when there's an Australian win, we can't be more happy than this. No. And, and Damien as well. Great, yeah. great guy. We just he, love He's him. a great guy. Uh, he's great, real... great history in yeah. cycling. Great palmarès. And this is just a, another victory into something for, for, for his pedigree. Yeah, real gentleman too, off the bike. And um, look, I, again, I'll say, I think what I said yesterday... I'd imagine he's in line to ride the Tour de France. So I feel like he needed, even if he's not the protected GC rider, uh -huh. I feel like he every rider needs a bit of a confidence boost victory. They mm -hmm. need something. They well, need even, a bit of a win in their career. Even, even for the team. Yeah, yeah, just for the team. And yeah. uh, I think he needed it for himself, you know, just to get back on the in the winner's circle. So, yeah, well done. And he's probably doing good as well to uh, to the guys here at the Giro. You know, they, oh, they, their totally. teammate is winning there. Yeah. He's probably... I'd imagine he's step. much loved throughout that squad yeah. on both the women's and the men's squads. He's a he's a really likable sort of a guy and a real gentleman, as I said. So I think it'll boost all of them. Yeah, absolutely. There was another race happening uh, in Brittany. We're going to talk about the Trop Bronlé. Oh yes, uh, about I, this one. I personally love and I beg my producer. You wanted uh, to take over from Strada Bianca, don't you? As a, as a <laughs> no, World no, Tour no. World it's Cup. it's part of those worlds. We're talking about gravel. Talking about you pavé. Bay, pal. Let's talk Come about on. mud. Let's talk about mud as well. <laughs> oh, you want mud. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, but I'm begging my uh, my producer uh, Kath Whelan to bring this race on SBS. We want it. I want it on SBS. Now you're begging her publicly. Too. I am begging her publicly. There's a line and you've just crossed it. He's just crossed it. I'm going all in. I'm going all in on this race. Now, I love this race. If you if you don't know this race, it's basically labeled as the uh, Britannese answer to Paris-Roubaix. Uh, and we have quite an interesting... Well, the riders pumped it up too. Absolutely. So they just love it. Don't listen to us. The riders have pumped it up. We've got a good winner, Connor Swift from the Arkea uh, Sim, uh, Samsic team, yep. local team from Brittany. And you may wonder why there is a, a, a little piglet on this photo. It's because it's the price. It's actual, the actual, that is the price. That's that, actually, that was babe. Yeah, no, that's not babe. <laughs> that I don't babe. think that pig is talking. But, anyway. <laughs> but this is the price. And no way. Funny, funny comment, because when I sent this to the group, mm. uh, Robbie replied, do you call this a, pri a price? And he sent me a big cow price. Well, photo is, this is a price. But, but you told me he actually won a cow. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure it's Robbie. And Robbie, if you're listening, jump in. Come on. Tell us otherwise. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, Robbie, when he won a stage in Brittany, one of his 12 Tour de France stage wins, you win a cow. He won a cow. <laughs> or it was a race that he won. Now, what are you going to do with a cow? You're not putting it on the team bus, are you? <laughs> At the end of the start with a team truck. <laughs> no, I'm like, come on. So, basically, I think Bernard, you know, yeah. you know, son of a farmer, farmer himself, they all, they all just give it to Bernard, you know, and then yeah. whatever he does with it, Robbie's just like, Bernard, you're going to have to take the cow, mate. So, what the question I have for Robbie is, 
the picture he sent on the WhatsApp. Is that the real car? Is that the actual car that he won? Because <laughs> does, he get, does he get a letter from, the, from, a, from the car every, every year? You know, I'm doing well. Yeah, mate. Yeah, still haven't. Um, still eating in the green pastures. When am I heading off to the island? When am I heading to the island? Anyway, it's a great race. Uh, honestly, it's uh, if you find some highlights somewhere, do yourself a favor again. Uh, try to watch it because it's it's a very 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 interesting race. Uh, we have some uh, we had some mountain bike racing as well. Yeah, and this happened. Beck McDonald, uh, uh, McConnell, uh, McConnell, so yes. McConnell done really well. Yes, she has. This is awesome for Beck McConnell. Twenty nine years of age. She's already she's hopefully going to her third Olympics now, based off well that result and others. But great result for her, third in the World World Cup, and um, she's got herself some good form at the right time. Yep. Big confidence boost for Beck. So well done to you. And also uh, yeah. this guy, this, this is guy, the big one, Tom Tom Pitcock. Yeah, we we know how good he can be on the road. Yeah, he's actually super good on the mountain bike because who did he just beat this weekend? Matthew Vanderpol. And he beat him right a minute. He beat him. So this was in <laughs> Novemesto in Czech Republic, which has been a, a regular feature on the mountain bike World Cup scene. So in 27 years, it's actually, no, sorry, it's been 27 years since a, a British male has won a World Cup. So that's yeah. a long time between drinks. And he's broken a record for the biggest winning margin at the Novemesto course. Mm -hmm. And to break a record, to beat someone like Matthew yeah. Vanderpol, that says something. Remember, second at Amstel Gold, he won Brabant's appeal. Pidcock is—he's another one of these young guys. I know. But this this is like we, we sound like old guys, old broken records. But well, when you, you do, you know. <laughs> I sound lively, and <laughs> says the guy that's going to turn what age? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, the when you think about it, uh, yes, we had Bernal again coming early. Mm. Then we got. Uh, Pocket Sharp, all these young guys. That He's 21, Pitcock. I know. Yeah. They are all coming in from left, right, and center. So we, we're waiting for the next Australian young guy to come in to join that crew as well. Well, jokes aside, we, you were saying that to me earlier before we, we came on air now. And I said, you're right. And I think, and look, we've got some great young talent mm -hmm, right now. Absolutely. So I'm not taking anything away from the current crop that we've got. But I think the next nine, the next Cadell Evans and maybe, you know, the Cadell Evans Mark II model, mm -hmm. I think it's not that far away. Yeah, Just based on what we're seeing in the sport, I think we're in the sports science and we seem to grow world beaters off trees and I think we're due for one soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's uh, cross fingers. Okay. Let's look at uh, the stage coming up. Go back to the, the Giro. Uh, the stage coming up uh, tonight. So it's stage 10 yep. uh, of the Giro, starting from L'Aquila and going to Foligno. Foligno. Perfetto. Uh, uh, what uh, do you make of that stage? Well, it's the shortest road stage of the Giro d'Italia. Okay. Uh, road stage. Remember the time trial was the opening stage. Yes, it wasn't so, the prologue. It was yeah. a stage. So, But in terms of road stages, this is the shortest. I'm expecting it to be flat out, full gas. Just mm -hmm. it's short. There's a little climb at the start. So break away from the start? I think so. I think the break will get established. And if it doesn't, that'll just force the pace to be even quicker, like what we saw yesterday. Not much to happen in the middle of the stage unless the break is still trying to be mm -hmm. formed. But the little tricky bit is the climb towards oh. the end. And it is six kilometers at 4.9%. But if you look at it more closely... It's actually four and a half kilometers at 6.5%. Okay. So roughly. It's, it's not that easy. No. And it tops out at about 38 kilometers to go. So, look, in terms of the sprinters, you've got, you've still got Nitzelor, Viviani, 
Sagan, Melier, Grunewagen, Gavidia. So there's still a bunch of sprinters there. No Caleb Ewan, of course. So don't expect Lotto to be chasing on the front. But my question is, will Sagan's team, will Borahan's grower try and light it up on that final climb to offload the sprinters? Mm-hmm. I actually think we're in for quite an interesting stage. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you're commentating tonight. Uh, Final it, one for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So stage 10 starts at half past nine on SBS On Demand, but also on SBS Viceland, yep. uh, of course. Uh, so I've got one more bit of snippet. Go for Can it. Can I do it? Uh, I, do I don't it. think it's in a running sheet, but hold off the press. Spready just came 10th in a race, I think, in Spain. Anna van der Breggen took it's it out. Spotty. Yeah, we've got to mention. Yeah. She's out. She's out. We're like two fanboys. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, good to see Spratty back, getting some form back up. So she was Absolutely. 10th. She was about a minute off the win, but she was um, ahead of the group that was coming sort of behind us. So uh, well done, Spratty. Well and uh, yeah, the women's racing is heating up even more and more as Absolutely. well as they build also towards the Olympics. Absolutely. And yeah. so we'll see you tonight, uh, Maka, at half past nine uh, well uh, on Weissland and on SBS On Demand. Uh, thank you for coming uh, today again. My and pleasure. Re- um, remember, we no- got, we have, hey, let's do a long lunch tomorrow. Yeah. Rest day. Like what we yeah. do during the Tour de France. Yeah. But we'll go to, a, we'll go to an Italian restaurant in the city. Yeah. I'll meet you at 12. We'll finish up at four. Deal. Yeah, if you okay. want to come, message Christoph. <laughs> he'll tell you where. All right, it's his shout too. Yeah, so uh, absolutely, okay. <laughs> Let's go crazy. Okay. Uh, so no podcast uh, live tomorrow. Next podcast will be Wednesday, and then in, on Wednesday we'll we'll do a bit of a recap of what happened uh, for the first week, and then look ahead for what's coming up. Because from Wednesday we've got stage eleven, which is. I think the best stage of the whole Giro happening on stage eleven. Uh, but tonight, t- half past nine, stage ten on. SBS Viceline. Thanks for uh, joining us. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before you go, before uh, you can remember that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral and you can log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until Wednesday, bye for now. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. When it comes to sport, I always tell my kids, rule number one, have fun. On Zwift, fun is fast. Tour de France winner, Geraint Thomas uses it. So too does Mathieu van der Poel. And Australia's Neve Bradbury Zwifted her way to a World Tour contract. One of my favourite things on Zwift is seeing the flags of people from all around the globe that I get the chance to ride with. I love the structured workouts, doing meet-up rides with friends, and when I'm feeling strong, doing a few races. They definitely hurt, but they are fun. It's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.